Tuesday night. Woo, man, I'm feeling good today. Why? Because it's the Gisnell Podcast. You know who it is. It's your boy, Darnell Sparrow, a.k.a. The Bad Superman. Check out that YouTube page. Like it. Subscribe to it. Got some good stuff on there. And, of course, you know who he is, the notorious P-I-M-P, Antoine Smooth. What's going on? Man, what is going on? How you doing? Man, we we about to have a good one tonight. Not all episodes on bad, but this one we we talking about it because we talked about it on the last show. We doing it tonight, but before we do that, I had to put the mic down. We got to get shot to the Property's been under that weather. We know it's not the Rona, but we know with that weather change, you know your your body just do some crazy things. So. Get well, boss man. Got to get you back on this show. We can do some things, but always know that you got my back on these shows. Oh, and uh, that's what we got going on on, on, on wrestling wise. Oh, we got to get shout out to USA Championship Wrestling. They're going back to the Omen Arena Thanksgiving night, oh, wow. November 26th. They are going back to the Omen. I'm definitely excited about that. It's going to be two rings, one night. So that, that alone says it all. It's going to be a 20-man, two-ring Brian Christopher Memorial Cup Battle Royal. Oh, that's going to be that. That says enough. Ring size is $25. General admission, $15. General admission for kids are just $5. So that's Thanksgiving night. Back at the Omen Arena, they all, they're all going um, to be leaving Studio 45. I believe at the um, in a, believe it's their Halloween show be the last show, so they're going home. So that 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 right there says a lot. But they do have shows coming up. And by the way, if you have shows that's coming up, and you want us to advertise it, send us a message on the Snap Customs page. Send us a message; we'll be more than happy to do it. But as always, gotta show them love. This Thursday night, Studio Forty Five. 7.30 bell time, seats are $10. The main event for that show is Razzle Dazzle with the team of Big Gravy and Dancing Charlie. They will be going up against Addison Kane and Marvelous Mike. You're going to see the Star Twins, Derrick King, Hancho Henley, USA Heavyweight Champion Flawless, Jake Lawless will be there for that show. Let's see what we got. <laughs> I believe we have something else if I can get it open. October 9th, Gladeville, Arkansas. I'm sorry, Tennessee. I don't know why I got Arkansas on there. I think I've been hearing that a little bit too much today. But mm-hmm. Glaville, Tennessee, at the Glaville Community Center, October 9th, 8 o'clock, $10. Main event for that show, newly crowned Southern Heavyweight Champion Luke Cage will go one-on-one with the diva himself, Dylan McQueen. Again, you'll see U.S. Heavyweight Champion Flawless Lawless, Hancho Henley, Jake Savage, Dash and Charlie. They'll be there. Tickets are 
And finally, back at Studio 45, October the 10th, 7.30 bell time, since once again $10. Main event, six-man tag team action. Razzle Dazzle and Andy Mack will meet straight up violence. So that's that alone says it all. I see Tyler Thorne's going to be the Marvelous Mike, Hancho Henley, Double D, Danny Dollar, and more. So I just gave you three days, back to back to back, of pro wrestling. You need to pick one, and you definitely need to be there. But are you ready for what we are going to talk about tonight? Oh, yeah, I'm ready. Let's go. The last, the last thing we talked about, we wanted to bring up uh, a few topics. We talked about doing shows, you know, having like a little watch party. But there's one thing that came up that we definitely have to talk about. And I'm talking about, and you you know this very well, this is near and dear to your heart, and this is your backyard. I'm talking about the USWA Unified World Heavyweight Championship. Now, we always talk about the NWA title. We always talk about the WWF title. We always talk about all these championships. But this Unified World Heavyweight Championship, to me, especially here in Memphis, that is synonymous, big word, Mm -hmm. with professional wrestling. So... I want all the youngsters out there to get your notepads out. Okay, because smooth and now we, we about to take you to school. Right. Cause we, we about to let you know how significant this championship was. We're going to talk about, you know, guys who carried it. You didn't even know had the title because this was a legitimate world heavyweight champion, Chip. But before we even talk about the people that sent it, let's give them the history. Yeah. Because see, mind. this all started. Yep, this all started when the USWA was trying to get all these other organizations to come together to have one world heavyweight champion. This was Jerry Lawler was trying. Yeah. We didn't want to do it. WWF didn't want to do it because he believed, you know, all the teams should be one world together. Right. Mm-hmm. And other than that, you were a company champion. Right. So that was that was his goal. So world class championship wrestling bit. And then on December 13, 1988, Super Class Three, mm-hmm. Jerry the King Lawler. Yep. Jerry Lawler was, was the, remember he was the AWA champion. Right. He was then the AWA World Heavyweight Champion. Right. Against the modern day warrior, Kevin Von Nary, who was the world class heavyweight champion. And on that night, Super Class 3, and if you haven't seen it, I suggest you watch it. On that night, the Unified World Heavyweight Championship was born. Now, I'm going to start off with you. Like I said, this is your home. Mm -hmm. This is your negative. What made that belt so significant other than, you know, that it was unified? Well, you know, everybody was wanting the gun for that belt. It didn't matter who you were. Everybody wanted that unified championship. Even even the mid-carters went for the unified championship. That's how significant it was, you know. And also, um, when they finally had their match, uh, you know, remember now, Jerry Jarrett, he bought World Class, which became the USWA. Yes, he did. And so with that, everybody and their mother was gunning for their belt. It didn't matter who you were. You could be at the bottom of the barrel. You could be at the middle or at the top. Everybody wanted their unified title. 
Because remember, at one time, they actually had a different version of the Unified World Heavyweight Belt. Yeah, which I, then they, I personally own. I got a replica of it. And then they changed it to, they took the AW the AWA belt and they just changed the play and made it the Unified, Unified World Heavyweight Championship. Right. But when it came to Memphis, I mean, because we all know it is synonymous with, with Jerry Lawler. But we're about to talk about some guys that carried that championship, whether you knew about it or didn't know. I mean, there were... And there were some surprises, people. And people, and there was also some surprises that held it as well. That you like, huh? You know? Right. And there were a combined 67 title reigns. Mm-hmm. The title was deactivated in November 1997, but 67 title reigns. Right. I, I, I want y'all, I want to let that sink in. 67 title reigns. With Jerry Lawler, of course, having the most. With twenty-eight, mm-hmm. pop quiz. Who was the who? Who had the second most reigns? Oh wait, let me think about that for a minute. See, now I think the second most reigns was um. God. See this one, I didn't know. I'm look, and yes, I'm, and for those, yes, I'm looking this up. There's a lot to remember. I wouldn't mm. even thought this one. Yeah, well, let's see. I I just this on the tip of my tongue. Get back, get back. There's a, there's two. They're tied. Mm-hmm. Oh my! One. Yeah. Yeah. This, this yeah, is this hard. Is one of them. Yeah. Was hot stuff Eddie Gilbert? That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He had four. He had rings. four. The second was a Kamala, and the second was Kamala. Yeah. There okay. it is. Kamala, Kamala had the second mm-hmm. ring. That's right. Well, let's talk about some of these wrestlers who's down the list. Of course, there's Jerry Lawler. I'll tell you who the second, we already know. second the set, you know who he beat. Well, who beat Lawler for that belt the first time? Yeah, which is which is which is actually where I was getting ready to go with. He's reading my mm-hmm. mind. A man by the name we know him now as the Undertaker. That's right. But in 1989, he was known as the Master of Pain. Mm-hmm. And let, again, he was he was there when there was the CWA. Right. And let me tell you something. If you didn't see, see everybody now, so you just seeing them. They probably knew him as me, Mark, right, or the Undertaker. But go back to those days in the U.S. dipping the CWA. Mm-hmm. He, he was bad at, and he can cut some good promos. Yeah, he did, and um, he wore the red. He wore a red bandana tie and had jeans on. And you know, had the boots on that he was managed by everybody know who this manager is in Memphis. His name was Ronnie P. Gossett. Yeah, yeah. Yo, oh big Ronnie P. Ronnie P used to manage some of the best. He couldn't stand Lawler. And he was one of those guys, and a lot of managers did this back then. They went, they used to go out in the Woolworth and get anybody mm-hmm. that was anybody to come after Lawler. But Master of Pain. Surprisingly, I could he had more reigns than what he had, but he was he was young. Mm-hmm. He he was a young guy, and who would have thought that that man back then turned out to be one of the greatest exactly. ever? Okay, how about let's see who let's talk about let's talk about Soul Taker, 
the soul did. Now, if if people don't know the soul, the first the the original soul taker, that is uh, you know, the Godfather. We know him as the Godfather now. He had so many gimmicks. Papa Shango, you knew him as the all that. Papa Shango. Kama. Oh, can't forget Kama, the supreme fighting machine. Yeah, whatever that is. But yes, <laughs> he was the soul taker back in the USWA. When, was he? Was he AWA as well? I'm, I'm sorry. Was he uh, CWA I as well? I think so. Yeah. He came late. Him and the Master Pain used to team up a lot too. Now I want y'all to keep in mind this is this is 19. This is them them lady going into the 90s. Again, that's why I told a lot, that's why I told you guys get your notebooks out. Mm-hmm. Because you you about to learn something. You about to be like, really? Did not know that. And this is gonna make you want to go back and look at this stuff. Cause we're not mm-hmm. making this up. This, this is genuine, straight up knowledge you about to get tonight about this one specific championship and why it was so great. But we mentioned a guy on a previous show. We was talking about uh, Memphis Legends at one time. Uh huh. And we mentioned, and we mentioned this guy, King Cobra. Now, this what was it about King Cobra? Well, I say this, uh, King Cobra. Uh, you know, he was the. They would they say he's the first black unified champion. And uh, of course, he wrestled in Mid South too. People don't if people don't know this. He also wrestled in Louisiana in Mid South for a short while. Yes, he did. See that? Get told you get them nope, get them pass right. out, and was very known and very known mm-hmm. back then. And so, him and uh, Jerry Lawler had a, a thing going on, and he actually won the unified title, the first black unified champion. And and here's the thing about that: that came about because you know Lawler. With this at the time was Lawler was on that phase of turning mm-hmm. heel. And all King Cobra wanted was an opportunity. Lawler didn't want to give it to right. him because he felt he wasn't worthy. He was he was kind of low on the mm-hmm. card, according right. to Jerry. But he shocked the world. You know, he became unified champion. He only had it for nine days, but hey, a win is a win in my book. Now we got another guy. He had uh, two good reigns. Mm-hmm. And of course, Lawler was in that mix as well. We're talking about the Hall of another Hall of Fame. We're talking about the Boogie Woogie Man. Now, was the Boogie was Jimmy Van, especially, especially in the 80s? You go back to the mid-Atlantic mm-hmm. days, you know, the NWA days, and even in Memphis. He had a lot of energy. Very much. Good or bad, he 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 had a lot of energy, and he can go either way, good or bad. Fans love him. I mean, the man from New, New York City, the handsome Jimbo mm-hmm. from Memphis. I mean, what what was it you you liked about Just like him? Like you said, he had energy. Uh, he could talk. He could talk people into the building. You know, he used to go out to the crowd and kiss them. You know, they loved that stuff. He was just very entertaining. You know, he talking about. Wasn't even the best wrestler because what he's doing, he's just doing the some punches. He used to win with a, just a plain, just a plain elbow. elbow, like a yeah. elbow. See, them them type of guys that you don't have to do much in order to get the crowd on your side, you know. So, exactly, 
Talking about he rolled into Memphis nah. TWA, Tom telling handsome Jimmy's on the way. They loved it. Mm-hmm. Yes. I said I had a, the opportunity to meet him maybe about a year two, maybe about a year, two years ago. Still a nice man. Uh, nobody never really said nothing about He's probably one of the nicest people to me, and that he is definitely oh, is. No doubt. You can't, you, you can't help but mm-hmm. not like him. You just do all the clapping and you know, just high-fiving everybody. How about some hammers mm-hmm. said? Man. Either Boogie Woogie or Handsome Jim. Now, Boogie, he was Boogie Woogie mm-hmm. in the Mid-Atlantic days. And then he was yep. Handsome Jimmy here in Memphis. But they still called him Boogie Woogie, you know. So either mm-hmm. or, you're going to get something out of him. So. You knew what time it was when he came right. out. But we we jumping into the night. I'm, I'm going to let you tell this story because you know a little bit more about it than I do. Snowman. Mm-hmm. Tell the people how one snowman came into the mix. He won a unified title, and why he got stripped of the U.S. of the unified title. All right, now I'll, let's 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 start off with this. Okay, now we are gonna go back because the people that don't know the snowman was actually in mid south once again, and yes, uh, he won the. Uh, Mid-South Television title when he beat Jake the Snake. He only held it for six months, and then he lost to Dutch Mantell. And Dutch Mantell became champion. Then he started to come work his way to Memphis. Okay? And so, he was this big, you know, big, strong dude. I mean, he looked intimidating. No doubt about it. And he had an entourage with him. That was the first time we ever saw somebody actually have an entourage come to the ring with him. And he was saying that Lawler wouldn't give him a title shot because he was black. You know, they don't give the black people opportunities. And then all of a sudden, Eddie Marlin came and said, well, you know, that's not true because we gave King Cobra a shot. But then he started to call King Cobra and Uncle Tom and all this other stuff, you know, and called him all kinds of names and stuff like that. And then Lawler just got fed up. He's like, that ain't what it's about. You know, we're going to he said, if you want a shot, just ask for it. Okay. And so they had their match at the Coliseum. Okay. Uh, Snowman won the unified title. And then there was a rumor, and this is a legend now. They said that he went to the uh, crack house or something like that and pawned the belt off, which I talked to Snowman personally. I know him personally. And he said, that is not true. I don't know why people made that up. About that, but um, they said he pawned the belt off for crack or whatever. He was a drug dealer, a drug addict, or whatever, something like that. And um, they stripped him of the title, and the title was vacated. Now, the story from the USWA mm-hmm. saying that he was stripped because he no showed yeah, title that's true defenses. Too. I was just about to get to that. Yeah. Now, yeah. He had a he had a seventy day reign, but the story you just told, you know, that was heavy back then. Right. That that's that's something uh, they they probably wouldn't touch that right, right now. That was never done with all right. that. That was never done, and and trust me, go. It's on YouTube what he's mm-hmm. talking about. So again, I told you, get your notebooks out. He's not making this up. 
just go on there and it has the whole story. The quality is not all that great on the footage, but that whole story, what he just told you, is on YouTube. I wanted him to tell it because, you know, like I said, he knows that story a whole lot better. He followed it back then and everything like that. But yeah, that and that that's one of them stories. You try to pull that off now. You know, everybody's somebody's gonna get sensitive. You know, TV market will probably mm-hmm. get sensitive. And the way, like I said, I seen the footage. You wouldn't know if he was if if he was shooting or not. The it way was they good. did it. It was very good. It was kind of like what the gangsters was back in Smoky Mountain. They put the disclaimer on there. So they kind of disclaimed what Snowman was saying, you know. Like this is not of uh, TV five. What he's saying, we don't condone what he's saying. You know, so they kind of had a disclaimer yeah, exactly. on Snowman when he was talking about King Cobra bringing an Uncle Tom, and you know he he's a uh, cater to 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 Massa and all that. It was crazy. It was crazy then. Yeah, so I, I highly recommend. You got to do the type in Snowman USWA title or Snowman Jerry mm-hmm. Lawler feud. It's on. You 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 definitely. I came out say you gonna learn today. You you go see that. You you definitely will learn. But let's talk about Terry Funk. Terry Funk, Jerry Lawler was was synonymous. Was to me one of the best. But Terry Law, Terry Funk, excuse me, Terry Funk to me have hasn't had a bad no. feud with anybody. He is tailor made. You want to talk about tailor made heels? He was one of them. He was he was bona fide, certified. I put my stamp on. I put the branding iron that he might say put right. the branding iron on it, especially in nineteen nineties. Because they go back a long way. They even go back to the early eighties. Yes, they go. They, they go. They probably go back to. We look at. They probably go. Probably go back to the seventies. We yeah, really want to go back. Because really, Terry Funk came in. This one, he had no mutt. You know, had no goatee in, and had the little cowboy hat on. Mm-hmm. He was talking about he was from the Double Cross Ranch in Amarillo, and uh, you know he started to yell at everybody and go crazy on Lance Russell, and you know that Terry Funk there was something serious. I'm telling you. Now was that empty arena I think time? Eighty one or eighty two? Oh, was, was empty arena? Yeah, around that time. Now, if anybody knew what we're talking about, Jerry Lawler, Terry Funk had one of the greatest matches, and it was an empty arena match. And they took it. When they say they tore the house down, they mm-hmm. literally tore the house down. You want to talk about one of the best? So a lot of people argue, mankind, mankind mm-hmm. rock. No, Lawler Funk. And they paved the way for people like Mankind and The Rock to have those matches. Lawler and Funk paved the way for Mankind and The Rock to have those matches and other people in general. Because again, they took took it seriously. Because if you watch it, you would have thought they was fighting That's how for real. good it was, and it was so believable. You know, they did. I mean, it was so believable. You thought, man, these guys are actually, they hate each other, you know? And that's what we missing in today's wrestling. Oh, yeah. You you can't have that that good, 
See, rivalries today don't last right. like for years anymore. And and that's the problem. See, like, so you come to Memphis, first of all, you come through Memphis, no you're going that. through Jerry Lawler. Whether whether he's a heel or face, you going through Jerry Lawler. And that what I liked about Memphis is they knew who to bring to Memphis. They knew who would draw money. And they couldn't, they didn't just go out and go get, you know, just any big bad dude. To go after Lauder, they knew who to go get, and they right. wanted to come to Memphis. And spelling, we talked about the Mid South Coliseum. You know, it is. It's a right now. It's a historical landmark, so it's not going anywhere. But that's what that's is one of those places. Anybody that was anybody, I told my daughter this when she came from the UK, and we drove to the Mid South Coliseum. I told her anybody that was anybody, sports, music, mm-hmm. it don't matter, was in that mess. Right. Elvis had his first concert there. The Beatles had their concert there. I mean, I think right. Michael Jack, yeah. I mean, Jackson Five. I mean, I mean anybody. Right. I mean legends. I mean, it's not a huge. And the thing about it is not mm-hmm. a huge arena, but it's just the fact that you know. Back, especially back then, around the 60s, 70s, 80s. Right, and I can't forget band. this. I can't forget Tiger basketball with Dana Kirk and Larry Finch. That was all. That was. I mean, Memphis was a hot spot, especially for Tiger basketball with Dana Kirk in the crew. Yeah. So, yeah. That's that's what I'm saying. So when you talk about the uh, empty arena thing. That's 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 that says it all. Like you said, that paved the way for a lot of a lot of empty arena matches yeah. and just matches in general. Now we've been talking about people that we know. Let's talk about people that most people some may be unfamiliar with. Kind of like this guy, managed by Reggie B. Fine, which we'll be talking about oh, here in a little strong, bit. Right? Oh yeah, awesome Kong. Awesome yes. As as Awesome Kong had a, a short reign. And if you don't know who who we're talking about, most people probably remember they him being in a tag team. He had his tag in team WCW. The Colossal Kong. The Colossal his partner King. Right? Yeah. That's right. So, yes, Awesome Kong came to Memphis, courtesy of Reggie B. Fire, and his whole purpose was to take the That's unified right. title off of Lawler. He was, what, a good 400-plus mm. pounds, big dude, had that big, I don't know, that Korean right. goat monkey he had around him. <laughs> he so had that, man. That was, I don't know what that – I think he was uh, – I think did Vader it, Vader kind of had that look, you know, when he had the that that little yeah yeah Vader Vader had that white that white right South Mongolian panda with the uh, white castle had, of fear <laughs> match with Steam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We talking about we talking about guys who really didn't need the right. unified title. He was one of them, and we're gonna talk about the next one. You probably know a little bit more about this this one than I do, so. The, the Dragon, Dragon Master. Master down. Yeah. Like I told you, anybody that was anybody, you could be at the bottom or the top. 
you getting that unified title. It didn't matter who you were. You know, a broomstick could win the unified title. That's how it was. Right. See, we, right, exactly. we probably could have had a reign. I mean, that's how it was. I mean, people you never thought won the unified title. I said, we already talked about Kamala. And now we're going to jump around 92. Even Coco Beware. Now, Coco Beware only had it once. Mm -hmm. And correct me if I'm wrong, this was around the time when yeah, he, he just, just left high, high energy, energy, but still wearing the gear. Yeah, it's, it's still wearing the gear. And I'm surprised he only he had, had one reign. And he only had, he had it less than a yeah, month. I was a little surprised on that one. Because this was around the time where he yeah. was trying to find himself. He didn't know who he wanted to right. be. He That's, didn't know who see, he Coco wanted to be. Beware was one of those guys that was very Not underrated. The guy could work. He could drop kick, very. he could punch, he could do all that. It's, I mean, you talked about, you know, you brought up Minnesota a lot. He was super pop. Super popular in Mid South. Then you can't admit he had the he was you know under the Jimmy Hart's first family, the, the PYT Austin. Express. Uh -huh. And he was Stagger Lee. Was the mask gimmick he had. Mm -hmm. Garrity, he was Stagger Lee. Came out to the song. Yep. I mean Coco. Yep. Coco. When Coco became champion, you know, like I said, this that time oh, he I came through. He, he, was, he, was, he was one more person. Sweet he Brown Sugar. Forgot. Oh yeah, you took right. it all the way. That's all the way. Back. Uh -huh. That way, Coco. Right. You know he was always aware. Then when the bird came in, mm -hmm. he can't Coco be well. Right. Still, still do the still bird. Right. To, uh, do the bird. Mm -hmm. Still wearing the high energy pants. <laughs> so he can't do the he can't do the brain Pause buster the, no more or the ghost buster right. he used to call it. So he just do a DDT. But he one of those guys that that's still going, you know, still love yep. Hall of Famer. But I think one of the funniest since we talking about Coke, then one of the funniest storylines he did. And I think correct me if I'm wrong. I think Kamala had something to do with it. No, that was, was it Kamala that ate Frankie. Uh -huh. That was Reggie B. Because they thought he had was. somebody with it. Now see what it was was like, uh, like a big dude. Reggie stole his uh stole Frankie right, and then he. You know, next the next mm -hmm. week he came out with a, a garnish hen in a pot. You know, <laughs> you know, you know All those right. little um, pans, the little black pans that you put garnish hen in. Yeah, he had that on TV, yeah. and Lance lost his mind when he saw that. He said, "Let me tell you something, Reg. That better not be who I think it is in there, man." Reggie opened that thing up, and he started eating it, and man, everybody went crazy. Talking about that was Frankie, yeah. Which, 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 I mean, that was one of the. Like I said, you talk about Reggie. Anything Reggie do is funny. That was and the way and Coco's reaction yeah, to he it was made it even funny because he he because Reggie I mean, actually had held him up for ransom. All he wanted was a thousand dollars for it, and he only took just like he said. Okay, he and then he uh down. You know, he he decreased it to two hundred. You know, and still had it. And yeah, still, and, and still bought. And, and, 
You could tell over the game. I think me and you was watching yeah. that episode. We like, we got had, the corner shit. And Black Pot and Lance lost his mind. Told him he said he better not, better not be Frankie in there. Like Reggie opened it up and it was his little garnish hen or whatever. And he started eating it on TV, and people lost their minds. And Reggie sitting there just laughing. Now you can see his all his gold I've never teeth seen smiling. It. Yeah. And then and seeing that Frankie, you know, rejuvenating the WWE yeah. Hall of Fame when he number two on the that stage. Was funny. I see. And then he did. Yeah. Then when they did the reunion, he had the stuffed bird. I'm like, he he when he died, came mm-hmm. back, and now he's stuck. That was hilarious. Now mm-hmm. here's one that I didn't. Sure, you did, but here's one I didn't know. I didn't know Ricky yep. Morton was unified champion. That was a short 92. stint, very short stint. And say he beat he beat hostel for Eddie Gilbert, had it for mm-hmm. a week. Eddie Gilbert won it back. Yeah, yeah, but that's something I did that's not right. know. He did. He uh, that was just for a week. It was at the Coliseum, as a matter mm-hmm. of fact. Mm-hmm. But like we say, anybody that was anybody. Had it, but again, Ricky Morton, one of those guys, still today, one of those guys you cannot help, but you can't help it. You you just gotta like him. Very nice to talk to. I mean, real nice to talk to. You no, know, just talk to him. You know, mm-hmm. uh, about a couple of weeks ago, or whatever. You know, when right. they were doing the USA tapings, he was there. I'm sorry, the the Friday, the Friday before the uh, Jerry Lawler show, and just got to talk to him. He's he's just nice. He, he's really oh, old yeah. school. He loves mm-hmm. talking old school. That's good. Loves it. Still and, and, and still going. I mean, he moves. Exactly. He moves around better than some of these young uh, on NWA Power when him and Ricky Morton went against uh, Thomas Lattimore and uh, got that guy's name. But uh, uh, they had their tag match. Ricky Morton moving like he did back in the day. Right. And and like I said, they, I mean, he they still wearing the rock and roll shirt, still wearing the tights. Oh, no. They don't double drop mm-hmm. kick like they used to. Because I yeah. they, they don't want they don't want no no hip replacements. But he yeah. he always wanted to get the He's fans involved. Business. He love it. Let's see, like I said. Now let's talk about now. We mentioned these two names, so I'm gonna kind of do them. I'm gonna kind of do them in a in once mm-hmm. in one swoop. Junkyard Dog had a three he had a three week one. He beat Eddie Gilbert. Butch Reed came behind him, and I know in the piece of it, you talked about you know they yes. had you know good rivalries. Well, between so what Butch Reed, Junkyard Dog, man, look, you had yeah. two. Uh, you got two African Americans, you know, they were top guys at back in mid south, once again. You know, they had a feud, had the ghetto street fight. Uh it was probably one of the better uh, rivalries in the uh, territory. It it was so uh, good that it came to Memphis. So they brought it, they drug it to Memphis where the part where junkyard dog got uh spray painted with the yellow streak down his back with spray paint and got tarred and feathered. Okay, and then, and then after that, they moved it to the yep. WWF at the time, and they had to, uh, a little mini rivalry. So they thinking that, you know, we want to rekindle this in USWA because it was money back then. 
But uh, yeah, Junkyard Dog he beat Butch Reed for the title. And uh, but you know they once again they were talking about how Butch Reed won the belt and then he uh, no show. Yeah, like he no show. Brothers uh, no showing when he beat Junkyard Dog or whatever, and then Junkyard Dog got it back, something like that. And yeah, I said it. What's up with the brothers? No show. Yeah, I said it. Get offended, my bad. And let me correct mm-hmm. myself. Coco actually had two reigns, so I want to correct myself on that. But again, we talked about it again. Take the notepads out. Now we talked about mm-hmm. the Soul Taker. Being unified champion, correct me if I'm wrong. What was he the only man in USWA history to win yep. a unified title under two gimmicks? That's right, because I know where you're going, I know exactly where you're going. Uh, Papa Shango, right? And then I tell these young, yeah, I tell you who I'm mm-hmm. talking about. He's the only real Papa Shango. Mm-hmm. He has won it under two gimmicks. That's crazy. This is around, this is 93. So this was around the time a lot of WWF guys were coming just in and out, in and out, in and out. Memphis and uh, the WWF, they did a partnership, you know. Because I'm going to just go down just Mm -hmm. three straight names. We talked about Papa Shango. We talked about Owen Hart. Mm-hmm. You know, in the uh, PCAB, we talked about Tatanka. A lot of people probably do not know. And I want you, because you know they always count like his WWF title reigns, his WCW title reigns. But guess what? That's Randy right. Savage was unified world heavyweight champion and in 93. Who did he beat? There you go. He beat Lawler. And this this was a and like I said, this was that time when I mean that especially during those days, see everyone we, we talked about it on the previous show. This was the time every mm-hmm. show, Miss Our Coliseum show had a theme to it. Right. So you knew who was coming. And when Savage came, because this was the time where they were saying they were telling WWF, hey, bring the best. Bang who you got. And Savage was like that right. big and he, he already when Savage came. In Memphis, back in the early 80s, early to mid-80s. So, yeah. Exactly. Because, like, every, everyone that came, yeah, they beat him, but mm-hmm. he won it back. But when Savage came? Oh, yeah. Sold I mean, out. It, it, it was on. They sold that Coliseum out when he came. And then... And I, Again, and and that's and that's one of one of the things. Again, you talk about Memphis wrestling. Mm-hmm. Memphis knew how to, to book. Uh, Jerry, Jerry. Right. I don't care. I don't care what. Yeah, Jerry, Jerry. I don't care what nobody say. Memphis, especially around this time, knew how to book a show. The show could be whack from the start to the semi. You knew who mm-hmm. that main event was. You was gone. You didn't care who wrestled prior. Right. You could have been that main event the, main, was the opening you. match. Could have been TD Steel versus uh Freezer Thompson or something. Yeah, it could have been me versus the referee. You were still gonna mm-hmm. go. You were still gonna. You were gonna get popcorn. Mm-hmm. You were still gonna stay in your seat and wait because they knew how big to time. advertise and they were real big on advertisements. They. 
They knew who to bring down. That's one of the things that really got me in, especially when I moved to Memphis. That's one of the things that got me really into it, really got me into doing a little bit more research. And just thank God I got the opportunity to, to see a Mid-South Coliseum show, not the Monday night shows, but the fact I got to see um, a lot of shows, got the chance to meet some legends, got to meet the fabulous Jackie Fargo, mm-hmm. got a chance to meet Soul Man Rocky Johnson. That's what was right. doing Jerry Lawler's birthday bashing is those two alone. Yeah. And they're both not no, here man. anymore. I didn't realize how significant it was until oh, yeah, later. But let's talk and you know, this was around the time, you know, that, that temporary deal with the WWF and USWA ended. So now they started a lot of the guys, a lot of in-house guys was winning the uh USWA title. One of the ones I'm surprised that really took them l- long to yeah, win the USWA title was Jeff Jarrett. He didn't win the USWA title, unified title until 93. And he's been there. He was a Southern mm-hmm. champ. But he was Texas champ for a bit. I'm, yeah. I'm not mistaken. Started out but as he a was referee before a he became champ. a wrestler. He was 19. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I was, it took them, took him all these years, you know, That's to right. be the Unified World Heavyweight Champion. All that, the double was, J and this with was the running when he started up, the uh, cowboy gear. hats and all that stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was in WWF. Yes. I mean, because I remember he was, he was like simply mm-hmm. irresistible. That's when I, I really yeah. started watching him. Then he was like the Golden Boy. He was all he named like, but you know, we talk about Jerry. No, people know him now. Mm-hmm. You know, following him probably in the TNA pretty, days. Pretty good. But how good he was Jerry? Uh, he was known really to team up with Billy Joe Travis. That's when them two was really good. They was really good tag team. One of the best I've seen in USWA. And of course, he teamed up with uh Robert Fuller. Right. Ooh, yeah. yeah, everybody knows uh, Colonel big and Robert Parker. Yeah. You know, they, yeah, they had a beat the moon dog. That's right. And uh I'm like, you go back, you look at that worker. that long haired Jeff Jarrett, them young Jeff Jarrett. Mm-hmm. We gonna double J way before the double J. Yeah, he was. Jeff Jarrett, Jeff Jarrett was good. He's another one that needs to be. You know, we talked about guys should be in the Memphis Hall of Fame. That's another one. And like, I, like I said, this was around the time a lot of in-house people, Gilbert, you mm-hmm. know, was winning. Let's talk about Eddie Gilbert for a second. You know, I, I was a fan of Eddie Gilbert that you mentioned earlier because I grew up watching him in the Mid-South days. Right. And it was Eddie Gilbert, Missy Hyatt, Rick Stein, and Sting. You know, he was, he ruled the mm-hmm. U, no, I said, U, USW, the UW TV title. Yep. You know, him and, him and Sting, I believe, won the tag title. That's right. Back in those days to come out the I house. I didn't understand why he was summer. a baby face because that shocked me as a kid. I'm looking at him like he's a baby face, really? Because let me tell you something about Eddie Gilbert down here. He was hated down here. He was the ultimate heel. He, to me, he's a better heel. 
because of the few him oh, yeah. course with Jerry Law. That's, no, that's no question. He actually wanted to be Jerry Law no. actually when he grew up. And I, I remember Jerry Lawler told the story about how uh, Missy Hyatt bought a crown from Law for his birthday. He said when she wanted to put on some sexy clothes uh-huh. or whatever, hey, I heard they that. got in the bed. He yeah. wanted to watch Jerry Lawler. Ain't that so? Well, but he but that was out. Eddie Gilbert, Eddie Gilbert was tremendous. You know, you say good on that microphone. I mean, he mm-hmm. was a way I mean, better, he way better off. heel, right? And then when he from yeah, you, yeah, you talk about pissing, mm-hmm. pissing Memphis off because if you take the shot off Law, it's like a riot. Like if Cena wins, yeah, because if Law loses, now ride, the that's people much that fought Law, like it could been anybody, but if it was Eddie Gilbert that beat Lawler, that's when the crowd really got mad. Yeah, they got mad at some of the others, like a Bill Dundee or whoever that beat them. You know, they they was upset, but they wasn't like when Eddie Gilbert did it. That's how hated he was. Yeah. When, when Eddie Gilbert did it, man, the crowd exactly. wanted to tear They wanted to get in the Eddie throat, I'm telling you. Now, again... We we schooling. Now a lot of people probably don't know, probably don't remember that one of my my favorite big man of all time mm-hmm. was Unified oh, Champion. I'm talking about Sid Vicious. Yeah, Sid, Sid Vicious had you know two good reigns, and this was this was I want to say this way on Psycho Sid. He was he he was right. more. He was psycho back, Sid for psycho again, Sid we'll was go back to about. uh WCW when he was uh him and Dan Spivey with the skyscrapers. He was still hollering and screaming, you know. So yeah, Sid was psycho was already. Yep. Yeah, he, mm-hmm. say, he, he didn't need no mic. See, he won the title by a forfeit. I said he came back, he had two good reigns. And now uh, you mentioned Bill Dundee earlier. And he was another one of those guys. You go to mm. a promotion, especially Tennessee, right. those Mid Atlantics, even in the AWA. He was. You know, he, he, he was one of pound for pound, one of the best, arguably. Pound for pound, one of the best wrestlers out there. But why it took him all the way to 95 to become the unified champion? That, I think that's it was one of those of, ones. Uh, again, Lola, I question. I'm talking about as far as. Him being that top guy, because I put Bill right on next to Jerry Lawler anyway. I always have. Oh yeah, he has. So I remember right. the match they had, the final match they had, because they were tied. Mm-hmm. I believe correct me if I'm wrong. They were tied, and I believe Dundee beat right. him. So I he don't had understand much the most wins over Jerry Lawler anyway. Because he should have been. He's been Southern champion, but he's never been. Unified champion, and I didn't understand why he didn't get it earlier. I don't understand it. And then you know he had like a, a one month reign. Now maybe you can tell remember. me the, the the how Razor Ramon. Yeah, they were still doing this change. Remember the well, nation was still going on. Then? The nation was about to form at that time. You see, and and uh. 
Yeah, they were still doing the talent exchange mm-hmm. then. So, like you was mentioning about Owen Hart and, uh, you know, people like that, Kamala, not Kamala, but uh, when Randy Savage came back in 94, and all these guys that won the title, yeah, Razor was one of those guys as well. But I, I, he just had a short run, though. Didn't know, like, and then he another, had a good one month brain, like I said, that's one of those I didn't know. Johnson. Yeah, but he he was my he was my 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 neighbor yeah. and when and this one this now one our man Johnson <laughs> was like on yeah. fire. Our man Johnson. I mean, he could you my man when he talked. He couldn't yeah. cut a promo. You need one of them bouncing well, balls. He was intimidating. To understand boy. what the hell he man. was saying. Back to come out yeah. with the tights and the, the knee pad going way up his all up his thigh. Mm-hmm. Loose. I mean, when when he Which beat Lawler, that was a shocker though. When he beat when he beat Lawler. But the funny part. That's right. But the funny part, he lost mm-hmm. to Jared in Tunica, Mississippi. And then, of mm-hmm. course, you know, like I said, you know this, but Jeff Jerry got hurt. And uh, there was there was a tournament, mm-hmm. tournament hell. He beat Mabel in the finals to win it. Now, which which was funny because right. Mabel was never a unified champion, unified but he was the USWA champion. He was king of the ring at the time. And still... Exactly. That, that's that's mm-hmm. where I was going with that. I said he was, you know, he was he was still doing the King Mabel, but you didn't put the belt on him. And then, like I said, mm-hmm. Lawler got the title. Four days later, mm-hmm. it was vacated. Of course, he, he won it back. Then with Lawler, see vicious. Then we go back. We talk about guys who was kind of and with winning the title, and we talking about. Mike Rapata, a.k.a., for those who don't know, is known as the Colorado Kid. Now, no notch against the Colorado Kid. Colorado Kid was a great wrestler. And he was, for those who didn't know, he was an NWA World Heavyweight Champion. He he won it in 2000. That's around the time. The Mm -hmm. NWA, actually, he's a two-time champion. I mean, because I, I actually got to see him when they did a, uh, when it was doing a, yeah. I guess you said like a, a, a wrestling Hall of Fame type moment. Yeah, that was, it was like a legend show uh, at the Omen. You know, he, he actually was, was there. Uh, pit Project, you know. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, trained by Jeff Jarrett, Tojo Yamamoto, and Ken Wayne, who was the rookie of the year in 1994. Like I said, but that, again, it was one of those guys, you know, unexpected, just like see, what the I, one see, I'm about what to I'm talk about you. now. I just, hey, see, from the truth anybody commission. that was anybody won their title. And, and what killed me, like, these guys will come in. Oh, pop quiz. And for, again, get your notepads out. Uh, Tank that was, was another gimmick in WWF. Oh, do you remember who he was? Oh, 
I tell you, I get, he was this gimmick first before he became Tank. And you, you, you mentioned this on another show. This character's name. Yeah, yeah so we probably not thinking though. So I'm, I'm gonna help everybody out. Mantor, this man, oh god! If you, if yeah. you go back, he was not. He was Mantor first. Mm. Yes. So Mantor <laughs> turned into Tank. And became right. the Unified World Heavyweight Champion. And correct me if I'm wrong, and, he and was recon and then was there at the time. Yes. And then they had, then they had, you know, the manager who I actually liked before, before um, they got their other manager mm-hmm. in WWF. Now, I'm known as Cyrus, but yeah. that wasn't his name back then. But I like the, 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 the manner that they have. The, the, mm-hmm. the South African Two Commission. Now we now we where I wanted to, I wanted to be. The 65th USWA World Heavyweight right. Champion. He wanted again. That's right. King Reginald. Was it what second reign? One and only. Yeah. No, that was it. That was his one and only. Mm-hmm. And who did he what beat? Did he beat? April 12, 1997. Yeah, that's right. He was king. He turned into he King Reginald. Very long and again. He had Queenie with him. And uh, he had this fake looking belt that everybody it is, is synonymous in Memphis wrestling. And the, and the old school fans know this. He had the Unified Championship. Mm hmm. And Lawler had to call that he out. Said unified. He's like, wait, what's that yep. spell? What did that say? Right. And that's one of those moments you could not help but laugh about. Like I said, like I said, Reggie B. Now, a lot of people make jokes about, you know, guys who do He's comedy. very good at it. He like made comedy it work. Gimmicks, but, but Reggie was good at it. And people, that's what made Reggie. Was good. Oh my know. god, he, he jacked. Yes. Like he probably in the best shape he looked even before he was. Ready. Mm-hmm. When I saw Ralph, like, yeah, I, I said, I mean, I said, he, he got looked, the gun. Man, I'm telling you, I said, he pulling up. He, he, he was, was jacked up when I saw him. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I saw him at the Lord thing, you know, when I took the picture with him. Right, and people I need said, to realize said, this, this is really him. That, that, that ain't just the a ring. camera. He's like that for real when you meet him. Because he's hilarious. And right. cool. Now, he's one of those guys. Again, you talk about, right. you know, the rest of you may had, not like him. You know, they were trends. Really they were hot trends then. Like so he followed the trends. <laughs> like Master B, you know, the No Limit was hot back in back in the time. So he master P, right? Yeah, never, never understood the candy right. man point that came out looking like R. Kelly in the I chocolate factory. Had the little red through him, banging out the candy. Mm-hmm. He never now, I ain't get that one. He was tailor made to be healed. Reggie is no they could stand Reggie, even when he made him laugh. Yeah. I said you couldn't. Mm-hmm. He oh, he done that a lot. And I think he done that a whole lot. He broke the cocoa. Yeah. 
Well, if he can truly say, say, yes, I was unified champion. Now we're going into the final USWA heavyweight champion, Dutch mm-hmm. Mantel. Now you talk about, you know, you talked about uh, Bill Dundee and Lawler had some long fuse. Dutch Mantel yep. was another one. You go back again, go back to those CWA days. Because mm-hmm. he, he was CWA heavyweight champion at one time and he wanted to go after Lawler. Like, but he was no different than everybody else. Everybody right. wanted to go Dutch after Lawler. He was going through Lawler. He came and had to, he had shoot baby to whip. Be- and I mean, Dutch was, he was, you talk about somebody that was vicious and, and cruel and mean. Dirt, they didn't call him Dirty Dutch for nothing. As Lance would call him the Dirty Dutchman. Now, again, mm-hmm. did you know about how loud he was? Uncle Zebediah, don't forget that one. Zeb Coulter. When he managed That's uh, nothing. Justin Hawk Bradshaw. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> can't, can't forget about Yes. Yep. He was mean. I said, but you talk about Dutch Mantel in the ring. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was uh, the match wrestler Texas Dirt. When, when, and that was funny when a lot of Memphis when they come to Memphis, you they was mm-hmm. you talking about losing. They always time. came to the match. <laughs> they broke that rule so many times. I think Lawler. I think Lawler right. probably. Don't, uh, I mean, Lawler probably the only one. If you lost a losing yeah, I mean, time, he was so gone. Many, I mean, yeah, right. You, you ain't they, seen, him. and they were wearing masks every every but time they had losing lead. And then they had under new name. You know what I mean? Yeah, like PG thirteen. They were the cyberpunks. They had loser lead town. You know, I'm like. God. I said, I said, I said, I remember when, when Hogan tried. I said, yeah. if you're gonna do it, when he was the yellow, when like he, he tried it. I remember when, yellow, when Pillman tried it. Yellow dog. Yellow dog. Like at one time, he came out with the whole yellow suit on. Then all of a sudden, he just he kind of left there. But you doing? I mean, we knew who you was by the voice. We right. knew he was how you were. Hey, he was still doing Rose the same. Do that, too? that slingshot clothesline. Midnight Rider. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Midnight Rider. Who could forget Ronnie Garvin when and he that was, was a character way before he did it? Remember that? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Oh, oh I, I, try, I try not to. I try not, I try not to remember that. But ladies and gentlemen, we talked. We've been talking about it. Now, out of all those we talked about, we get ready to shut it down here. Time fly when you're having fun. Take it all out the equation. Who was your favorite USWA heavyweight oh, cha- unified if I had champion? To exclude Lawler. If, I if would you had to say, exclude Lawler, man. Um, okay, go ahead. Oh, no. oh, that's one we didn't mention. We could do it yes. right quick. Todd Champion. Forgot about him. I forget. Todd Champion. Him, remember, for people that don't know who Todd Champion is, he teamed up with Pat Tanaka. They were known as Bad Company. And uh, Patriots and WCW. And then right. 
you got to remember you talk about the Patriots and WCW with five. And then around the time he left WCW, you know, he was a babyface in WCW, right. came back to as a heel, still right. wearing the same clothes, the Patriot clothes. I think one Burt Prince is with Ronnie P. So remember, once again, we sound like broken records, but anybody that was anybody, anybody could win that title. Right, I got to say, every manager came through. You know, they they went they went and got these guys. Like I said, they came through. Even That's if you right. didn't really know who they were, you knew them. You know, by the time they they left Memphis, but but. I'm gonna let you think on it real yeah, quick. You know what? I say for yeah, me, I picked up on that. my probably, my favorite probably Eddie Gilbert because of the way he, the the heat that he got with Lawler, you know, was that's that's why that, that, because anybody else could be Lawler, maybe like you know, okay, he'll get it back. But when Eddie did it, it's just something about Eddie Gilbert that made them really hot at him. You know, talking about how he was gonna be the king of Memphis. So right, I'm with you on that. Eddie Gilbert was mine. Why? And there it is. We talked about it. We talked about the uh, USWA Unified Championship. I hope, fellow all you youngsters that listen, I hope you learned something tonight. Because this was one of those those very educating. Like I say, I learned something. So why can't you? But. Get ready for tomorrow night because it's that time. Like I said, one of my favorites, that Wednesday night Q&A. Haven't got any questions come through yet, but I'm sure, you know, they're, they're going to come as the uh, show get co- closer. So definitely submit your questions to the uh, Snap Custom page, www.snapcustom.com. You know, check us out on all these platforms, Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Breaker, if you listen to any type of podcast, sir, type in the Get Snap podcast. 99.9% of the time, it is going to be there. And we definitely appreciate you listening to us. We definitely appreciate you supporting us. Get ready for tomorrow. We're going to have that QA. I'm just waiting on y'all submitting a question. If you don't send none, I got a, I got a, I got a way to do it anyway. But we're going we're gonna right. to definitely do a Q&A one way or another, even if me and we got to ask each other questions. Questions we'll get tomorrow night. But in the meantime, in between time, we got, we about to get out of here. The rest of this game I'm, about to, I'm about to go to sleep. I'm tired. Mm-hmm. I had a long day. But I'm Darnell Sparrow. Right. I'm Darnell Sparrow. Antoine Smooth. Peace. This has been the Get Snap Podcast. And as always,